You know, say what you want about me, whether you booed me or cheered me through the ears, but you can never deny my work ethic. I've always prided myself on working harder than everybody else because I believe hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard enough. I am a proven success story, and that is something to be proud of. My dad didn't just give me love. I had to earn it. The fans didn't give me respect. I had to earn it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present this podcast to you in all its glory. They are the bearded wonders, the twin sons from different mothers. He is Blake. He is Sal. And together they are the Blake and Sal Show. And if you're not okay with that, I have two words for you. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Blake and Sal Show, episode number 260. I'm Blake, with my time and my co-host. First of all, on the line, the man who is actually made it early today, but he gets you on the podcast. Sal, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I can barely hear you, but I'm doing all right. All right. And in studio, we have the man who the podcast. How you doing? I have to get my grill. My gat and my 10-pound chain with the lock on it. Yeah, we're opening up with some. Um, Even though, down with, down with that. I love That cracks me up. All right. So, just to let everyone know here, we're having a little bit of sound issues. So, we're, we're going to be adjusting on the fly here. So, if sounds a little off, that's my fault, not his. <laughs> we cut the music, and we'll start the show. Help support shopping through the Amazon. I don't care nothing. Sal, take it. Help support the show by shopping through the Amazon. Link on the Blake of Sound. <laughs> you can buy our t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, and from our T Public store. Just click on the T Public link on our website, or go to tpublic.com. Search for Blake and Sal Show. And of course. everyone, it's Mandy, and when I'm not playing Mrs. Blake, or Dean Ambrose's biggest fan, or, spoiler alert, Olga, I can be found on mkemomsblog.com. There are 30 amazing women in the Milwaukee area who make up the MKE Moms Blog team, and we're all passionate about giving back to the community, about life, and loving our families. You can find us over on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, or at mkemomsblog.com. Please check it out and support us. Thanks. All right. So, Thanks. A, a, a normal, the normal show when we do our opening, but I didn't feel like it. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. So, what? <laughs> okay. I don't know what you're doing over here, but anyway. <laughs> so, how are you? Now that we can hear each other, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. How about you? Um, happy spring, by the way. Yes, happy allergy season. <laughs> I know. I can't wait. We do have uh, the window uh, open. We do have the window open up here in the studio for the first time in when like the months. Flo- when the flowers nice. bloom and the grass grows. Do you still have snow outside, though? A little bit. Yeah. Like, like right, we, we, finally got take, we finally got our Christmas decorations out over the weekend because they finally the ice that was covering up all our decorations finally thawed. <laughs> so we finally got everything down over the weekend except for one plug that's under one patch of ice. So other than that, everything's down. 
That's the important part. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's got to be on the north side of the house. Well, I, I know, really. It's the one shadowy part of our front yard is where the... Uh, actually, I actually yeah. I figured out why it's not melting. Um, Because there's no sun there? No, because <laughs> Ran- Randall Cobb and Clay Matthews will no longer be Packers for next season. You better bring it up about that even on the red sheet, but it's a big deal here. Go ahead. Yeah, so... Go ahead, you can tell them about that. I'll tell you here. The... Green Bay Packer organization didn't want to renew contracts for two key players, Randall Cobb, who's a great running back and receiver, and Clay Matthews on defense, who basically they call him the sack master. Uh, I guess their agents wanted too much money, and the Packers didn't want to renegotiate and re-up the contracts. What? So Randall Cobb the, will the now sack be... Master? Yeah, he said. He's called sack, the sack, sack master. master. I see we're on a bit of a delay here. Right. <laughs> so Randall Cobb has got a deal with the Cowboys for one year for five million dollars. I'm sorry for him. Yeah, that's what she said. Uh, and um, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that makes sense. That's why I'm, I can't figure out why the Packers organization did this. You didn't and, hear that for said joke. That didn't make uh, any sense either. <laughs> and uh, Clay Matthews is going to the Los Angeles Rams for a two-year deal. For undisclosed amount of money. Because he wants to win a Super Bowl next year, apparently. So, <laughs> we're going to be having a team this year of a lot of kind of no-names, and we'll see where it goes. Hey, but... Sal, I wonder how we feel about that as Devils fans. How do we feel about problems um, like that? I mean, we've been used to it for a while now. Well, you know what? Here's something funny. I haven't listened to this yet. I've been, my, my, headphones, my headphones needed to be charged. I haven't had a chance to listen to this yet. But apparently Ray Shiro is on Dead Placey's show. And... The first sentence, okay. I'm going to read this verbatim on my podcast app because you'll laugh at this because this is very, very funny. Hang on, I'm getting my podcast app right now because it's very, very funny. On this, on today's episode of the Executive Suite, it says here, this is the first sentence in the description. Shiro, des- Shiro describes, wait, here, Shiro discusses, discusses why he believes the Devils 2018-19 season isn't as disappointing as their record indicates. <laughs> wow! Go, go figure. Um, go, go figure. There you go. But yeah, we went from being we went from being the only undefeated team in the league, number one, to this. We were a playoff team. <laughs> we're like what, fourteenth out of fifteen? A year ago, we were in a playoff race. This time. Well, remember the wonderful trades you get when they're looking for what the forty-fourth draft pick. That is in true. Year twenty twenty-six. You missed that last show. You really missed all that a couple of shows ago. I think that was the week you were wrong. We went through all that. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, the big story that we all knew was coming, but it finally is official. So, um, can I get a little news bumper? Three. That was, that was, I was long, but okay, cool. <laughs> I, think our, I think our sound machine is broken. <laughs> <laughs> at least it's cheerier than last time I asked for that. Cheerier than last time. I'm gonna have to I bleach your microphone after this show. <laughs> Disney finally finalized the deal. Seventy-one point three billion dollars for Fox. <laughs> hey Disney, I have um I have a bridge to sell you. Well, no, what the hell is going on? Wait a minute. Disney can afford seventy-one billion dollars to get Fox. It's called it's called Avengers money. Well, now hear me out, but yet in the same breath, they're increasing the rates and the admission to Disney theme parks. That's called Star Wars. That's called well, bullshit. Yeah, go, I call bullshit. If you got $71 billion to no, get no, no, Fox. See, 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 you're misunderstanding. You're misunderstanding. How am I misunderstanding? Because you're, you're not thinking like money. You're thinking like a normal person. You're thinking uh, like a normal uh, human being. Of course I am. And... It's $71 million to buy Fox properties. I'll read the whole list here, and I'll read it in a second. All right. You're thinking of the fact that they, they just spent $2 billion to put two brand-new Star Wars parks in, and they want to get their money back. <laughs> but don't throw it to emissions. Do it through concessions. They will. Hell, if, they will. if you got $71 million to blow here. Billion. 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 Write me a flipping check. I'll take half of that. Order of this. Damn Disney. So the the deal goes like this. I got the basic notes. Um, there's probably more to this, and they haven't made any major announcements yet. This went down at midnight last night. So for people that are wondering why this is the first story for us, it literally broke when we woke up this morning. Here we go. Officially, 
Disney now owns 20th century, 21st Century Fox, the film and TV division. They yeah. also own the FX. Thing. They also own National Geographic. They own some Indian TV star TV station. That's a big deal, apparently. And 30, Fox's 30% stake in Hulu. So now they own 90% of Hulu. I think NBC. I actually so, have to go through. I have to, well, by the way, just okay. to clarify people. Go ahead. Um, if you have a Spotify account, you now get Hulu for free. So I, I've been watching Scrubs all morning on Hulu. So um, As <laughs> you would. Scrubs all morning. That's what I do. So, <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> so let me guess. Disney has 20th Century Fox. Yes, 21st Century Fox. Right. Okay. So now, when you watch Hulu, is it Disney approved or is it Hulu approved? Um, I believe now it's Hulu. Uh, now it's Disney approved because okay. this is ridiculous. Right. It's it's actually pretty funny because. I, I was thinking about something. Remember, remember a few months ago when they announced all those like Marvel TV shows and they were going to Hulu. We didn't understand why. Well, like the Punisher and yep. Jessica Jones. No, no, not those, not those. Those new ones, like Kevin Smith's involved in the Defenders. Oh, okay. The Defenders series. And, and, and what's, like Howard the Duck and all those right, series and, that and are then, coming out. And then there's an, an X Men spinoff. Okay, got no, no, no. I'm talking about like the Hulu. Those those. And they yeah, announced yeah. it for Hulu, and I'm going to figure out why. Yeah. I think I know why. Okay, go ahead. Hulu. Is going to be the place that Disney puts all their stuff they don't want to have on Disney Plus. <laughs> okay. Alright. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Alright. They don't want to have the Offenders. They don't want to have those shows. Uh-huh. And if they bring back the Defenders, they're not going to want those on Disney Plus because they're R rated. Correct. And anything Deadpool related, they're not going to want on Disney Plus. Okay. So they'll all put right. them on Hulu. And okay. You have two streaming services okay. where you can mix and match. Alright. How about if oh. I throw this out there? Okay. With Daredevil and Iron Fist. All that, all the, okay. yeah, all that stuff. Okay. Defenders. Defenders, since, that's what it is. since Netflix is saying bye-bye to them, there's a possibility that Hulu can pick them up and do no. other seasons. Well, Disney owns it. Disney, uh, technically, the reason they haven't, they really haven't heard anything yet. Apparently, Netflix doesn't own those shows. Disney owns those shows. Right. And Netflix had a license in the agreement. Correct. That, that was the confusion when those. I don't know. Right. I don't know anything. I'm literally guessing. I'm guessing like everybody else is. Right. This is my theory. I'm just throwing a theory right. out there. Sal, your right. thoughts? Because we're, we're talking a lot. Sal, your thoughts? Um. I didn't do it. It's 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 overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's overwhelming. <laughs> well, here's the rest of the story. Um, Fox News, Fox Sports. They're all Fox, though. They don't, they're, 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 right. They're, they're, Disney was not allowed to buy right. that. Right, right. And now they're just called Fox, not well, 20th Century Fox, just Fox. Well, the thing is with Fox Sports and Fox News, there was a whole legal mumbo-jumbo that they could not buy them because of a conglomerate rule or a monopoly rule. Monopoly rule. Monopoly rule because of ESPN and ABC News. They couldn't do that. Right. Why are we talking about that? Like, why are we talking about monopoly and legal but, rules? Like, but, what the hell is going on? But, like, but what is it, happening in our world? This is, this is a stranger world. <laughs> Here's a stranger world. Stranger things With a fucking mouse, no, no, by no, the way. No, 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 What's no. Tell, what? What's that? With, but by a fucking mouse, by the way. I know! I know! So here's the thing. The Simpsons... Now owned by Disney! Yes. <laughs> the Simpsons is now owned by Disney! The Simpsons will now <laughs> be... That. Will now can be competing with, what, Mickey and Friends? Now, just, okay, I, I, just want, I just want I just want just to settle everybody. I don't think people are really comprehending this sentence. The Simpsons is now owned by Disney. I just want to clarify so, this again. So here's the thing. Here's the thing, okay? <laughs> now because of this and how the Simpsons are, I don't see it being. I don't see it going back next year. No, no, I don't see it being on the streaming Disney Plus channel. I see it. There you go. There you go. So now you're gonna have more people get on Hulu because you're gonna want to follow the Simpsons. It's hysterical to me how this is happening. And the other thing, I also want to clarify to people. Um, obviously we're not gonna get any answers at Endgame. I don't expect any of the answers at Endgame. I, I don't. But after Endgame, they have not. By the way, they pretty much made it very clear for the Marvel movie MCU Phase Four. We will not hear anything until after, obviously, after Endgame. But I guarantee you, we will not hear anything until the D23 Expo. And that's after Spider-Man comes out. I can right. see that. But yeah, I don't see any announcements happening until then. And by that time, I'm sure they'll have uh, Guardian Galaxy Volume 3 all wrapped up. Hopefully. No, they won't. 
They haven't even started filming yet. I thought these... They're delaying. They're delayed. You don't know the news behind this? Oh, yeah. We haven't talked about this on the air. Yeah. But James Gunn has been rehired. By the way, thank you, Batista. Um, James Gunn has been, reti- <laughs> been rehired by Disney. Give me what <laughs> Give me what I want! Okay, you got James Gunn back. No, give me what I want! <laughs> no, no, no. You guys don't understand. It's give <laughs> me what I want now! You just going to stand up there looking like a nose ring model or are you going to come to the ring like I asked you to and face me like a man? <laughs> and there's your answer. Anyway, um, so James got behind. Now, here's the thing. You haven't, you haven't gotten to the details of this yet. Okay. Disney has made a deal with James Gunn. Figure this one out. So James Gunn gets fired. He gets hired by DC. DC then says, you're going to miss Justin. You're going to write and direct Justin the League 2. Disney then hires back James Gunn, and they have to make a deal with James Gunn. And they have to delay Guardians of the Galaxy 3 right. until he's done with Justice League 2. Right. What the hell is going on? But, what? But, really? But, yes, that's but, true. But think of this further, right? You publicly fired the man. I couldn't believe it when I read it. Another company hires him to do their movie. And from what I hear from the inner workings, in order... For Disney to get James Gunn back because all the actors are just having a conniption fit. Give me what I want. Is supposedly he made an apology to Disney. He did. Fell on his sword and did a mea culpa and, and Disney said, okay, But at the same time, you're he back. had another contract. He had to, now they have right. to wait for him right. to get done with Justice League right. 2. So, <laughs> so <laughs> go figure. Go figure happening? in a world where... Your original company. Or the Suicide Squad 2. What is it? Which one is it? Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad 2. Sorry, Suicide Squad 2. I'm sorry. So, but still, that's not until 2020. Right. So we're not going to get Guardians until like 2022 or 2021. But think, <laughs> but think <laughs> of the, uh, what do you call it? Recipro- Recipro- Reciprocity? Karma? Why did I say that word? <laughs> How did I get that but, word but, you? But, but karma, where you publicly fire this guy. Reciprocity. And then <laughs> he works for someone else, and then you want him back, and it's kind of like, Okay, oops, we made a mistake. Can I have a do-over? I think it's hysterical. I think it's really funny how, the whole, how that whole story played out. You know what hysterical. it is? It's it's like when you break up with somebody and they start dating someone else and now they're more attractive. Exactly! There you go. So you want them back? Na- you, Sal, you nailed it. That's so true. So, I don't want you to be with him. I want you to be with me. So here's what we're going to do. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. All right. Sal, throw a movie. This past week, it's so weird. He's not the one who sees movies out of the three of us. He's story movie. I saw a movie. Before I press this button for the movie, I am going to ask for a spoiler-free review because we're seeing it on Saturday. I just want to clarify that. Okay, so here okay, we go. Got it. He's your Captain Marvel. Really? Yes. Somebody is your Captain Marvel over the weekend. And all that, I did. Oh, how shall he oh. messages me that he's got to start Captain Marvel? Oh, more than free. What do you think, Captain Marvel? Sal, Captain Marvel. I'm asking for your answer. I, I think the bird is. It was very good. Okay, <laughs> people don't see the bird. We're all distracted by a bird. No one else sees it but us. What did you What did you actually think? Like a good movie. We're going to enjoy ourselves on Saturday. What do you think? So, don't listen to the reviews, because there were a lot of reviews that said that the movie's terrible. It was a really good movie. It was very well done. It fits in well with the MCU? Yes. It's got that same style. It's got that, you know, little bit of humor here and there that you come to expect from a Marvel movie. Good. Um, There was a beautiful tribute to Stan Lee at the beginning. I've been hearing about that. They opened with a modern... They, yeah, they opened up with a modified um, Marvel logo opening that they usually do. Cool. Um, there was a cute little, which I don't know if this was changed post, but there was a, 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 a you know, Stanley obviously has a cameo in this movie. Yes. Obviously. And I feel like they kind of changed it a little bit because the end part of it seemed like a tribute to him. Well, that's good. That I don't think they would have done if he was still around. Obviously. So I think with, you'll understand when you see it. So with the the middle credits and the end credits, did the giveaway clues that basically connect end with game, Endgame? Endgame? Um, the, the first bonus scene sets up Endgame. Cool. 
where um, it basically introduces her into the movie. Cool, 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 cool. I like that. And then the second bonus scene is just for humor, and it's pretty funny. So, so the second one is like Captain America at the end of Spider-Man Homecoming. With the public service announcement? Yes. Okay. That was amazing. That was, that was hysterical. Or like Howard the Duck. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Or like Howard the Duck at the end of um, Guardians. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first Guardians movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the most random waste of like 10 minutes ever was waiting for that. We were waiting for the Howard the Duck cameo at the end of Guardians. That Boom. was such a waste of time. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Kaboom. All right. Well, that's that. But the, I, I'm just but, next but the movie was really good. You'll enjoy it. Here. Yeah, because we're hitting into Mania season, I want to make sure we talk about it before we get heavy into wrestling the next two weeks. It's going to be a crazy next couple of weeks here. So <sighs> Take a breath. Oh, I have no idea what's on the calendar. I, I, haven't, even, I haven't talked about that yet. As a matter of fact, maybe after the wrestling, I'll explain what's going on the next two weeks. All right, speaking of which, maybe I'll do that, Sal. How's that sound? Okay. It's the way calls for the nature boy Ric Flair to come on here and say a thing or two. Apparently, you all deserve this. Under the sea, under the sea. Oh, what a rush. Oh, what a rush. Oh, don't worry, you could have seen the commando. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. Akuna with her. What are all your full phrase? <laughs> I'm the only one who blows my girl. Lana is the best. Lana number one. You just gonna stand up there looking like a nose ring model? Or are you gonna come to the ring like I asked you to and face me like a man? Stop. Listen. Because. <laughs> because. Because I am Lance Catamaran. All right. <laughs> yeah, you changed it. Yay! I figured you'd like that. I figured you'd like that one. Yay! Now what's interesting is we're a couple of weeks out from um, Mania, and it's a very slow news week. But before we get to the Hall of Fame thing, I do want to make a note. Um, Eric Bonner's seventeenth anniversary happened over the weekend, and the um. And Matt, get this out. Matt Taven and Jay Lethal went to a one-hour draw. Wow. Uh huh. And um, PCO wow. and Brody King won the tag team titles from the from the Briscoes. So at G1 Supercard, we now have a ladder match between Jay Lethal, Matt Taven, and Marty Scroll for the Ring of Honor World Championship. And we now, will, instead of the Briscoes, we have PCO and Brody King taking on G.O.D., the um, Girl of Destiny, for both the new, uh, the IWGP Tag Team Championship and the Ring of Honor World Championship. <laughs> it's going to be a slobber knock. Wow. And that's just two of the matches. They have like nine matches in that show. <laughs> uh, there's a lot going on in that show. Like, wow. All, like, there's a lot going on. It's crazy, the stuff they've announced. And we're still waiting for Jay White to point it because that's the winner of the New Japan Cup. But by the way, I was wrong. Oh, my prediction, Dad. I said Kota Ibushi, he got knocked out. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Kota Ibushi got knocked out? He got knocked out of the New Japan Cup. Bye? I don't remember, but it was one of those things I was like, wait, he lost? Wait, wait, wait. He was my pick! Why did he lose? In, in, in the first round, he got knocked out? No, third, second round. Second round. Second okay, round. right. And I think I, I'm going to go with Okada now as the winner. Now that he's now that he's down, Ibushi's out, Okada was my other one. The, the so, Rainmaker? Yeah, so. So, J.Y. Okada. Did you redo your you match? You can't from? change your prediction. I can't now that my prediction's out. <laughs> hey, if the NCAA, <laughs> if the ESPN and TBS let you fix your brackets after bracket blusters for the NCAA tournament, you can, I can fix my pick here. My pick is kind of hash. <laughs> so, all right. All right. And in the Hall of Fame. So, Sal, I- I'll make you feel better. That's going to be the last time you hear that for the season. <laughs> Probably until we do our full media show. It'll be the last time you hear that for the season. 
for the next two weeks. No. Our schedule is going to be different for the next two weeks. So. Th- th- thank you for that. It'll be the last time you hear it. It'll be the last time Sal hears it. <laughs> oh, boy. But, Sal, before I get into our schedule for the next two weeks, who is going Who is the going into the Hall of Fame? Uh, they announced the uh, newest participant of the Warrior Award, and that is a 30-year WWE employee, uh, Sue Atchison. Atchison. She's the lady who's been in charge of like their charity stuff for the last like 30 years in WWE. And it's a, everyone is so happy for her. Like I could not believe how much like how many people WWE related or and not WWE, or old WWE employees are so happy that she's being recognized. It's really cool. It's actually really really cool. So, so then you know what Vince is gonna say to her? You're fired. You're retired. So that's pretty cool. I think it's actually really cool that you're doing this now. What do you think? Yeah, I mean it's uh, if. If this was what the original intention was for this award, then what a better person to receive it than someone who's been with the company for three decades yeah, and has grown their charity footprint, you know, to, to what it is now. I agree. I 100% agree. And I think about people have come in through the company. When Michael Cole goes and says, I've known this lady for 22 years, and that's not even her whole career. How long? Michael Cole's been with the company for 22 years, by the way. That's insane. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's crazy when you think about that sentence. But yeah, 30 years, that's crazy. I can't even regret That's amazing. It's absolutely incredible for her. Do you guys see down the road for this award? Jim Johnson. Uh, an organiz- <laughs> or an organization... <laughs> Like Make a Wish, someone who's the head CEO of Make a Wish get this type of award down in the future. I'd prefer if she got if someone from Make a Wish, I don't know, gave the award out instead of Dana Warrior. I'd prefer that. Yeah, but unfortunately, that's not gonna happen. So, all right. Well, before we get to this week in WWE development, because we have some stuff, not a whole lot. It, it, ironically, the second half did street for media. Not a whole lot was going on, and you could think a one-hour match on SmackDown for that. But we'll get to that in a second. Um, I want to make our announcement for the next two weeks of shows on our on, for us here. In fact, there's a lot of things going on in the next two weeks, and if the people are looking at the calendar and they don't realize this coming Thursday, next Thursday is our six-year anniversary. <laughs> so we're going to be doing a special Thursday episode for our mm-hmm. anniversary show, which. Not gonna lie, people were recording right after this. And then next Friday, next Friday, yeah, in our normal spot, I'm gonna be sitting down with Zach Haydorn from the PW Torch. Okay. And we're going to look at the WrestleMania card from a different perspective. Me and him are gonna sit down. We're gonna look at it from his perspective. He does the art of the company, art of the business. Okay. We're gonna talk about the story. We're gonna talk about the art. So we're gonna sit down and we're gonna talk about the main events of Mania as of next week. Okay. The top five, top six matches. So that's pretty cool. We're gonna do that. The week after, on the Thursday before WrestleMania, you and me, yeah. we're gonna have our second year, in a, second year in a row in a row. We're gonna be sitting down with Rich Fan to go through every single show going on at Mania weekend that's not Mania, the Hall of Fame, Ring of Honor, or NXT. And for those wondering, there's a lot. <laughs> there's five pages worth. There's a lot going on. So, so what you're saying is bringing lunch. You're gonna give Travi a run for his money. Oh my God. <laughs> I only have a two-over window for this show, so there you go. Uh, so then, on Friday next week is the Friday for Mania, and it'll be our it'll be Friday that week, Friday for Mania. It's our big show. Okay. It'll be us talking about Mania and Takeover. Okay. And then the Saturday, yeah, be a special Saturday morning show. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't feel like having a four-hour show on Thursday like we had last year. So we're having a matinee. We're going to have a special show on Saturday morning with Bruce Mitchell talking okay. about the Hall of Fame. Got and it. Hayden Gleed okay. to talk about the G1 Supercard. There you go. So that's our lineup for the next couple of weeks here. I'll put graphics up on our Instagram, all the details. But it's a lot of stuff, but not nearly as much as Dave's doing as he has six live shows planned before Mania. So, so, <laughs> so we're coming up on six years? We're hitting six S- years. Six years already? Uh-huh. And people said it wouldn't last. Ha! How do we hit that for the six-year anniversary? You, you haters! Ha! Save it for that. Save okay. it for that. Okay. We're, we're doing that after okay. this. No. Okay. Me included. Six? Okay, let's get on to this. All right. So I, I wrote down the stuff that either is the most talked about stuff, the music stuff, or the important stuff that came out of this week. And really, I only have four items. So first things first. <laughs> Kurt Angle, with all the controversy of this thing, picked Baron Corbin for his last match at WrestleMania. <laughs> you picked Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. Okay. So no one else was better or there that you wanted to pick? I have no idea what's going on. Sal, 
Your thoughts? Um, I somebody did say online that they think that this isn't permanent. That you know who's going to come and like beat the crap out of them and take his spot, kind of a thing. Since apparently that's the theme of this WrestleMania is just have somebody appear on stage and take somebody else's spot for their Mania match. Um, but if that's not the case, then I'm extremely disappointed and snooze fest. I don't want to watch it. Wait, wait, are you getting the same rumor that uh, a person with the initials of HH? No. Okay. He, 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 right. He's the one he wants. Okay. He, he's the one he wants. Okay. <laughs> Who the hell is HH? Oh, oh, you're thinking of Hogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's not going to show up on WrestleMania. <laughs> Come on. He did last year. Wait, who's HH? Hogan. 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 He's talking about Hogan. Oh. Now he's too old. He's not even on my radar for Angle. He doesn't even have my radar. I thought we were talking about Cena. He's still a racist. Nobody wants him around. No, I'm th- I was, uh, there was a rumor that's what. Who the hell is this? Okay, anyway. Wait, hey, okay. Who the hell did you hear this rumor? This is, I've never heard this one. Wrestling Inc.? I did not hear that one. I read that outside too. That supposedly that. there's a rumor that he's going to make an appearance at WrestleMania, yeah, either I, run in or. No, I see him interfering in Elias. I can see him interrupting Elias or something like that. If they don't get the rock, I can see Hogan doing that. And Hogan basically give him a, a guitar shot? Even though I think it'd be better if like, the Honky Talk Man interrupted Elias. I think that'd be a hell of a lot more entertaining. But <laughs> that's just me. More funny too. I would like the I would like if the Rock interrupted him. That would be the best part. That would be the top. That'd be the, the top thing you do oh. is to have a rock concert interrupt Elias's. That would be the best thing to do. Yeah, and I can, the Rock is not taking any bumps. But, rock is gonna take but here's the here's thing. When when <laughs> Elias says, My name is Elias. I don't care what your name is. I, I think if Rock interrupting Elias would be amazing. I don't think it's happening, but it'd be great. The rumor the one thing I heard is yesterday I heard this morning. <laughs> Well, yesterday morning, I should say, I listened to so many shows, was that um, Baron Corbin, Kurt Angle happens. Angle finishes him off for like a minute. And then we have Angle's real opponent, John Cena, come down to have a match with Angle. Huh. As a surprise on Mania. Huh. That could be. I mean, I, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I mean, that the fucking Chicago crowd was chanting for Cena. What the fuck? Are you, what is going on? That's the Chicago crowd was chanting. We want Cena. <laughs> just remember. That happened. Just remember, <laughs> fans are fickle. If you told me five, if you told me two years ago, the Chicago crowd would be chanting, "We want Cena." I would never believe you. But if you told me two years ago, Roman Reigns would be getting cheered, I wouldn't believe you either. <laughs> well, that's a whole different story. <laughs> anyway, um, Ronda Rousey. This is the most entertaining thing I saw all week. Was Ronda Rousey slipping out on Dana Brooke, beating up people, having security guards up, and then her husband calms her down like a puppy. <laughs> like a wild dog. <laughs> this is the funniest thing I've seen all week. And my favorite part, my favorite part of this whole thing, I, I need to give him this just to have it. With, with her freaking out, he slaps, he slaps one of the officials, and then he starts going nuts, and then he grabs her by the waist, and he's ca- trying to calm down, but he just picks up and lifts her over the barricade. Lift <laughs> her over, and her legs are flailing. I lost it. I was laughing so hard watching this segment. I laughed so freaking hard. Well, well, you're, you're talking about how she kind of like calmed down and changed. It kind of reminded me of the old Luke Gallows gag where he basically rings the bell. Oh, Festus. Ding, yeah, Festus. Festus. Ding. Uh, okay, one way. I, ding. Was amused. I was amused too much about, about Travis Brown just picking her up and picking her into the crowd. And she's like, oh, it's you. Okay, cool. We're fine. We're fine now. But, but, <laughs> so but the other me. thing, you have to look at how tall he is compared to her height. She's so tiny compared to him. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, Sal, your thoughts? I'm over. I'm over this whole heel turn that she did. It's just, it's so fake and manufactured. I don't like it. I'm not going to lie. I don't think this is that fake. I think this is Ronda being a bitch and being able to be a bitch. I think this is her just letting her be a bitch. I, I'm not okay with, I'm not, I have an issue. Yeah, but this should have this should have been done a while ago. I agree. That I agree with. All right. Um, the other thing that happened in Raw, this is actually a big bigger deal than people realize. Okay. Beth Phoenix came out of retirement officially. Yes. And she's, um, they announced that, they, that her and Natalia will be facing Sasha Banks and Bailey at Mania. I feel like it's going to be turned into a four-way by the time all is said and done. But for now, that is the match. Sal, how do you feel about Vespina coming out of retirement? Uh, I'm excited. I mean, she's been gone long enough. She's in amazing shape. She looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's it's been a while. So, yeah, I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm excited. I really am excited. 
I, it, to me, this is something that, um, how can I put it, adds just that little bit more to that match. I like it. You know, cool. Kind of like a, a little bit of, uh, more of an oh, edge. Absolutely, I agree. And we had Trish and Lita, that evolution, and this is Beth Phoenix's time yeah. to shine now. Yeah. She gets to come back. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Like, it's nice. The glam is, I hope they give her a full-out entrance. I, I really hope so, do. too. I hope so, too. Um, and finally, finally, for those who were... <laughs> Who, who, were, who, were de- who were blind and deaf and didn't know this was happening on Tuesday. Tonight, uh-huh. let me just get around it about making jokes. <laughs> okay. Kofi Kingston gauntlet match happened on Tuesday. Well, I was a nice person and kept texting Sal throughout the gauntlet, letting him know what's going on if he's at work, and I'm literally texting him updates as we're going along. As you do. So for those who missed it, I'm st- it was actually a fantastic hour of television. But for those who missed it, here's what happened. Kofi starts the match, obviously. He's got to run the gauntlet. By the way, before before the show, before the match, actually, um, Miz, KO, and AJ all wished him luck throughout the show. That was pretty cool. During their promos of other things, they all wished him luck. That was nice. Um, Dana Bryan then came out and said that he's a B-plus player and does not even deserve to have this opportunity. <sighs> and then the New Day came out. The New Day could not, couldn't, they were banned from ringside for the gauntlet. So they had to go back to the back. Kofi came to the ring by himself. Started with Kofi versus Cesaro. Really enjoyed this. Kofi won the Trouble in Paradise. Fair okay. enough. Okay. And then Sheamus was next. He won with an SOS. Now, during this, we cut backstage. And the funniest moment for me, before all the craziness started backstage, New Day is standing there watching it. And all of a sudden, the Usos show up with a big plate of pancakes. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it's so <laughs> random. Oh, oh. What? It was so funny. Like, <laughs> these two teams that were arch rivals for two years, and now they're sitting there watching pancakes. It was so freaking funny. I'm not gonna lie. It was, what, was that like a symbolic it, olive it was, branch? It was. It was actually pretty amazing. Okay. And this grew throughout the night, where it's like all of a sudden we went from them to like the Hardys show up, and then Mustafa Ali shows up, and there was something that he crosses there, and then our truth and Carmella show up, and suddenly we come back later on, and like 35 people hanging around a TV watching the match. <laughs> By the way, to their credit, <laughs> they weren't watching on an angle. They had a platform. They were staring at the TV of our people. I actually appreciated that, too, but that's a whole different story. Um, so, would they do they have, like, a breakfast buffet or something? No, they just had a big plate of pancakes. Okay, all right. That, that, that <laughs> so had in his hand. Okay. It, was, it was hysterical. It was really funny. I have. This was adding to some of the fun stuff going on backstage. And anyway, and by the way, if anyone really wants some entertainment, there are three things you should watch behind the scenes. It's Jimmy Uso with the pancakes. That was funny, but Big E reaction to all the stuff I'm about to talk about is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen because he's his overreactions to everything I thought he was going to break the TV at certain times like it was amazing to watch <laughs> that was number and Nikki Cross over the top being her character he's in character keep in mind she didn't break character during any of this on the ground in the corner left corner clapping throughout the entire <laughs> This is hysterical. I have to admit, very, very funny. <laughs> did she use her catchphrase? No, she didn't talk, but she's okay. in the background just clapping for the entire, like, 45 okay. minutes back and forth. Anyway, so back to the ring. Next up with Rowan. Now, this was actually smart. You didn't want Rowan to get pinned in this situation. He hasn't been pinned yet, so he's lined up with Dana Bryan. Right. This is actually pretty funny. How are they going to get out of this? How did they get out of this? They used the strategy move, and Rowan got himself disqualified by hitting Kofi with a chair. Which the commentary team used as Daniel Bryan told him to do that. To soften him up for the rest of the gauntlet. Fair. Fair enough. Good storytelling. Yeah. Very good storytelling. Yeah. I thought it was well done. I can and follow then, it. And then he threw Kobe through the announce table. But well, again, well, well, now fair storytelling. Okay, but th- I think that was a little excessive. But it was good storytelling. Okay. Like, I give credit where it's due. It made sense. Okay. And then Samoa Joe came out. So here's Kofi. Right out of the announce table. And then Samoa Joe music candle like, oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> so Samoa Joe comes down. And they go at it. And Kofi's hurt. And you can see Kofi, the crowd's starting to get into this more and more and more. And then he rolls up Samoa Joe countering a muscle buster. I couldn't believe it. He wow. countered a muscle buster into a bridge and rolled him up. I was like, what? It and, happened. And, and this is, what, his fourth? This is the fourth person he's beat. Yeah, okay. be. By the way, and I sent this stat to Sal as we were going. It popped up on Twitter. He was only the, this is only the third time one person has beaten four people in a match on SmackDown. 
Brock Lesnar did it in the gauntlet match back in 2003. Wow. And then Kofi was the other person in the, in the other gauntlet. That wow. happened earlier this year. So then, Orton comes out. Oh, no, no, that's not what happened next. Okay. Then Samoa Joe puts a Kalina clutch on Kofi in the ropes. And this is after the match In the over. ropes, though. In the ropes. Okay. So he had the rope in his throat. Holy crap. It was dangerous as hell, but it looked so fucking painful. So then we go to the break, and Kofi's, like, almost unconscious on the mat, and here comes Randy Orton. Like, smiling. Like, he's so happy that he can do this now. He's like, so happy. Well, thank you for serving it up for me, but I'll finish it from so here. So then he gets to the ring. To, to which I said, to which I said, oh, great, at least Kofi now has five minutes to catch his breath. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get back from the break. Come back from the break. And Orton and Orton's on the outside beating up um, Kofi. And they get back in the ring. And, and Kofi actually countered the RKO into a um, Trouble in Paradise, which is impressive as hell. Okay. Not going to lie. And then he countered a second RKO into the roll-up pinfall. Wow. He pinned Randy Orton. The gauntlet match <laughs> is over. Then I look at the clock, and I realize it's there's still seven minutes left in the show. <laughs> there's still seven minutes left in the show. Yeah, about that. Ah, shit. Well, the new day come down. They're celebrating. The crowd is electric. Like, I haven't heard a crowd like this in any... And here's yeah. the thing. Okay. I want to make a note. Go ahead. People complain all the time. And we talk, we talk about it on this show, Sal, all the time. You never have a story that gets everyone invested. Everyone doesn't. You never have stories like this. That everyone gets invested and everyone wants it, rooting on somebody. Until now. It's been a long time since we've had a good story like this where everyone's invested. But here's the thing. Yeah. People look Pretty at, much since Daniel Bryan. Right? Yeah. Right. You know, here's the thing. People basically kind of connect with Kofi because you look at Kofi as an underdog. Right. And you want to go with the underdog, and that's the type of storyline that's being set up. And it's great. So then, six minutes left in the show, the McMahon music hits. And I, my, I, my, my heart almost sank. I'm like, oh, no. They're going to fuck Kofi over again. And I knew it. Like, Mandy was there, just like, ah, oh, shit. Like, we both had the same reaction. Like, ah, oh, shit. So then, I think I texted something too. Yeah, we all did. We all listened. We listened. Vince was coming out like, ah, oh, shit. So Vince comes out. The crowd knew something was up. The crowd knew something was up, and he gets on the mic and he says, "Kofi, congratulations! You're going to WrestleMania." If uh, you ever wait, let me tell you exactly what happened. Okay. Dot, if dot, 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 if dot. you beat this guy, and Byron Saxon, to his credit, flipped the fuck out. <laughs> Flipped out! Like, no, no, this isn't fair. He did beat five men. And even Corey is siding with freaking Kofi. Like, Corey Graves, the ultimate heel commentator, is, go, is siding for Kofi Hickson on his one. They're, they're flipping so, out. They marked out. It was insane. It okay. was so entertaining. The, the commentary team helped fight because they're, they're going crazy, and Byron was amazing. So then, I never said, I never complimented Byron so much since so last night. It was fantastic. And then. Daniel Bryan music, and the whole crowd is booing, and they're pissed. And Daniel, to his credit, milked this. They he milked this to the best of his ability. Vince barred the New Day from ringside again, like he did in the Gauntlet match. Only fair. Daniel gets in the ring, and the crowd is pissed. They're fuming, and they're angry. And he... The bell rings. The referee doesn't want to ring the bell, but he rings the bell anyway. Kofi barely able to stand. The crowd's going crazy. And then um, Daniel sets it up for the yes kicks, the old school yes kicks. Yes. Because he knew he had the crown in the palm of his hand, and he started doing the yes movement, and the crowd yelling, no, 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 no. I, I was like, oh, my God, Daniel has control of this audience. So then we keep going. Boom. Kofi hit the SOS. Dana Bryan kicks out. Yep. Kofi hits trouble in paradise. Dana Bryan kicks out. Yep. This crowd is going insane. And then and then he he starts stomping on Daniel. Daniel starts stomping on Kofi's head like he did AJ when he won the title. Yep. And then he hit the running knee and pinned him one, two, three. And you can hear the air deflate out of the fucking building. And quick story. This morning, wow. CJ didn't CJ fell asleep in the CJ was falling asleep in the middle of the I promised him to go to bed. You can watch it rural school. I promised him that last night. I didn't know how it was going to end. This is obviously at like 8.20, so I had no clue what was going to happen. So, I put the gauntlet match on from this morning. He got into it. He was having, he was getting, he's not even a new event. He just loves Kofi, and he's getting into it. He's getting into it. He loves it. He beats Orton. He's going crazy. He's so excited, and Vince came out, and he looked at me like, oh, no. 
and he's sitting at the edge of the couch, like literally put his tablet down, he's at the edge of the couch, like getting into this ending, and I'm in the kitchen getting something to eat, and all of a sudden, um, this ending happens. Now, all I hear is, well, that was bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> No true words. And I can't be mad at him. I can't be mad at him about that. <laughs> no true words were spoken. Okay. Now that I've explained everything that happened. Yes. Go ahead. Your thoughts. Dad, go. <laughs> Kofi got screwed. Plain and simple. This is a guy that's been working for you for how many years? 11 years. As, as, okay. As, as, as Biggie has been very clear, 11 years. Okay. And it has not basically come to renegotiate for, for anything been a true hardworking employee, and you screw him over by this? Yeah, I never had to get this audio yet. Um, there's a video up on YouTube. People should go out and find. I didn't get to put the audio up. I was in the middle of things. And it's the New Day talking to Kofi and pretty much saying, what's just quit? What's quit? Every time, put, every time he crashes in the glass ceiling, they put him in the glass ceiling ahead of you. What's just quit? And Kofi calms them down and said, no, no, Vince wins then. If we quit, Vince wins. <laughs> um, Sal, your thoughts? I mean, I I see what they're doing, but I'm like, I'm over the like the left and right screw jobs. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I don't know. It's like it's getting exhausting. It's getting. I don't want to sound like the boss, but it's getting exhausting. It's weird. Okay. I, I understand what they're doing, and I I know we're gonna end up with the match. We're gonna get Dana Bryan and Cole Kingston, no matter what happens at the end of all this. But why couldn't that right. just be the night? Just let him celebrate, and then we have two weeks to set the match up. Like, come on. So right, right. Then, if everything holds true, the storyline, then Kofi's not going to get a shot to go to WrestleMania against Daniel. Oh my God, the crowd is pissed. But if that's the way the storyline goes, then who do you have in his opponent I don't to know. face Daniel Bryan? I don't know. That's the problem. There is nobody else. Kofi is the guy. That's the problem. You can't. There is nobody because you can't set it up in the next two weeks. Exactly. They've been you just it can't. Up for months now. You can't Be, not do this. Well, now. here's the thing. When, when Daniel said that he doesn't deserve to have a championship match and everything else, I would think that for, if you're going to play the storyline through the way it is, that you find a, another opponent for Daniel and basically Kofi screws Daniel and he loses the belt. That ain't going to happen because everyone wants Kofi to win the belt. I understand, it. Hoping I understand it. Well, like I said, we got two weeks. And by Mania, hopefully by our Mania show, this match is official. And we can put all this behind us and we just enjoy your Kofi Kingston and Ryan match. Oh, there you go. You know? Hopefully. All right. One more thing I wanted to cover here. And this is such a big deal. I have a paper. You have paper? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, go ahead. I have a printout. By the way, did you know this is the Raw theme song? Really? This is the Raw. I had no clue until Saturday. Neither is it. This is the what? This is the Raw theme song. Oh. Yeah. This is the Papa Road board for Greatness. Okay. I had no clue this is the Raw theme song until Saturday night. Why I say Saturday night? I went to the WB House Show on Saturday with Steve Day's first house show. And I'd love to say loving things about this show. But I can't. <laughs> I can, love can, to. Can you... But I can't. Okay, can you say at least one good thing? Yes. Okay. Father Four is fantastic for wrestling. <laughs> fantastic venue for wrestling. It's All right. Not a bad place in the house to sit. We had good seats. Um, I the opening the first couple of I know a couple matches were really good. The crowd was pretty good. I, I just have some issues with how WWE did things. So I decided to make a little paper here, and uh, you guys can comment as long as I go, and maybe give a counterpoint to my thoughts here. To um, okay. how I think they should fix WWE oh. house shows. Brother Sal, you see the paper actually have paper in my hand. So, can we? Oh my goodness, that's a lot. The title to the, <laughs> our episode is Blake Rants. Well, I'm going to explain my point of view. I have five points I'd like to make here. Okay. First of all, the show started at 7:30. Got it. 7:30. Yes. On a Saturday night, which right. is not a bad thing if this is an NXT show. This is a WWE house show with kids, and I understand it. It's Saturday. I get it, but it's still school year. And it's still the school year. <laughs> Kids are in school mode. You know what I mean? Like, 
And a lot of kids were getting very, very sleepy in the middle of this show. So, well, yeah. my first point, oh, let me start the show earlier and make it a two-and-a-half-hour show. I don't understand why this show was over three hours. I have no idea why. Intermission? Even then. Three hours? Wow. The show was longer than Raw. The show was longer than Raw. Oh, my God. That's... Um, yeah, that's bad. I wrote it down. As a, I actually, I put notes. The reason I have so many notes is I typed this on Sunday, so it was all fresh in my mind, so I didn't forget anything I wanted to say. <laughs> the show started at 7.30. The intermission was at 9.30. So, two wow. hours into this card, there was an intermission, you do finally. an intermission. And Braun, and Braun and Baron Corbin was the main event, and they didn't start until after 10. So... You have intermission for two hours, after two hours. Right. And then we have three matches after the intermission. Okay, and, and intermission had lasts, what, 20 minutes? About 15, 20 minutes. Okay. So that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Um, I wrote it down here. I'll say it the way I said it. Show okay. should start at six, 7 o'clock. 6 o'clock. If there's a road issue, I understand, because they were coming from Edmonton. By the way, they are coming from Edmonton to Milwaukee. Figure that one out. But they start, it should start at 7 or 6. This isn't a TV taping. There's no reason the show should start so late. And even then, if it was SmackDown, the show would start at 7 and at 9. <laughs> I mean, like, there's no reason why this show could go so long and so late. I don't get it. Okay. At any level. That's number one. Now, Sal, I, I said it to you during Raw. I am still very mad at the revival right now. <laughs> mad at the revival. <laughs> very yes. mad at Rudin Gable right now. If I said to you, if they had a 45-minute match at a house show, <laughs> what would your reaction be? Why? <laughs> Dad, your reaction to that one? Let's see. 40 minutes for something that basically should have been 20. 20, 20 max. Yeah. Max 20 minutes. That's what I wrote down. Okay. 20 minutes so is fine. Then let's, let's put it this way. That means that they would have to stretch out the match and do what? Stuff that... I can uh, is tell boring? You, I can tell you, I don't remember the first 20 minutes of this match. Because oh, CJ was there getting so bored that he was, like, becoming uncontrollable because it's 8.30 at this point, and he's getting uncontrollable, and he's like, I'm so, bo- get to the finish, get to the finish, I'm running it out. He's yelling. He's literally yelling. He's like, I know the revival is going to win because it isn't the finish here and get out of here, please. Please. Because so, he kept yelling for the shatter machine. Okay, for so, 20 minutes, he's yelling for the shatter machine. So... <laughs> Were there people in the audience that were chanting, this is boring? Or people were leaving! Boring? People were leaving! Wait, people okay, were legitimately okay, leaving! So, <laughs> you pay money to come to watch the match. Kids then... were antsy. The problem is, mm-hmm. it's 8, 39 o'clock. Correct. Kids are antsy. They have no attention span. Well, so the kids are bothering their parents. And a lot of kids were leaving to go into the corner just to walk around because they didn't want to sit down for 45 minutes and walk around six minutes. I don't blame well, them. It's, it's not only that, but you look at the majority of these kids that are there, their bedtimes are starting to happen. And yeah. It's kind of like, you know, now they're kind of like off schedule, and that's why they're all confused. And by the way, I also like to make a note to people. This is the first show I've ever gone to as a parent. As a parent. Like, I've been to many wrestling shows. We go to all the time. We're going to one in June. Yep. But I've never gone as a parent. And as a parent, it's a whole different experience. It really is. <laughs> There's the inherent of a 10-year-old who has ADHD. It's a whole different experience, you know? <laughs> well, I, I remember when I took Mandy to her first match and, you know, the concessions, everything, we made sure we had enough before the match started. Yeah. And then the intermission and you know, looking at the wonderful uh, trinkets and Brick Brack and, you know, everything else. Oh, I'll get the merchandise in a minute. I have merchandise on here at number four. I'll get that in a minute. you're right. It, it, I want it, to once the once you get to a certain time period, you know, you've got a child that's kind of going antsy. They're getting antsy, and they want to go. Can we can we go home now? And, and the thing was, he wanted to see Bailey and Sasha. Correct. Bailey and Sasha did not come out until 9.30. He wasn't even in the seat anymore. Him and Mandy left. Where they couldn't sit anymore. And see, and I then, hung out with Jonathan Bailey, and, and, and he left. And there you go. And you just proved your point. He left after the Ronda Rousey match. You, you mm. just proved your point. Once it gets to that time time thing, nine thirty. You know, <sighs> kids are going. Okay, now I'm confused. Am I supposed to stay awake, or am I supposed to go to sleep? But anyway, so next thing I have on this is actually a CJ suggestion. It's a CJ suggestion. Okay. He wants to know. He wanted to know why they weren't throwing the matches on the jumbotron. You know what? That's a very good question. Why were they not sure? This is not a TV show. This okay. is a TV taping. Right. And they wrote here, and I decided to clarify it. 
This is not a TV taping. We always know during Raw and SmackDown, people are trying to get themselves on TV, right, and right, they yeah. see themselves, yeah. they get distracted. Right. I get that during a TV show. The Jumbotron, right there. Right. Uh, put the damn matches on the Jumbotron, please. It made no sense but, why they didn't. It didn't make any sense to me. Here, here's the thing. When they had their matches at the Bradley Center, regardless if it was a house show or not a live show, they would put the stuff on the Jumbotron. This is the WWE rule. It's not a price report. This is a WWE thing. Because apparently they did the same thing for the dark match at SmackDown when they came here. Okay. So, I don't understand this rule. I don't get it. Because if you put it on the Jumbotron, you're going to have more people it's see not, it. And pay attention. And pay right. attention. Right. That's the thing. You know, and you'll, you're, you've got people in seats watching a match from, you know, several rows and, and you know, maybe may the no bleed seats. So you put it on the Jumbotron so people can see it. Oh, well, that's full in the building. We may have had about wow. six, seven thousand people in there, but still. Okay. Sal, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. If you go to a show and you go to the merch stand, what did you expect the people on the card, on the card you're at, to have merch at the stand? One would assume, yes. Okay. We get to the merch stand, and tell me if this makes any sense to you. Seth Rollins, not advertised on this show. He was, but they pulled him. I have a feeling because they wanted to make sure he didn't get hurt before the Mania match. And that's fine and dandy. Ronda Rousey is advertised for this show. They could have pulled her. Nobody would have cared, but not the point. Um, Dean Ambrose, advertised for the show. <laughs> His, his shirts and stuff were actually on clearance, which I thought was amusing. Not going to lie. And Roman Reigns, not on this show. Why, then? If two out of three Shield members are on this show, are there not one, but two Shield shirts available at the merchandise stand? Two Roman Reigns shirts at the merchandise stand? One of them I understand. It's his brand new one with the cancer thing. I get it. understand that one 100%. But why are there two Roman Reigns shirts? Why is there one Seth Rollins shirt? No, but zero. Zero for, I don't know, but, but listen to me. That's not what I'm saying, though. Bailey and Sasha. How, how, the, 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 there's a lot of little girls. Very disappointed. They could not buy a, a Boston Hunt Connection shirt. Because there weren't any merchandise stand. There was none. There was no merchandise for Bailey and Sasha. At all. Zero. There, and they're there, champions. They're the champions. They're on this show, too. They're on this show. Is there was it? Alexa Bliss gloves. She hasn't been on our show in four months. <laughs> what about Samoa Joe merchandise? This is not a SmackDown taping. This is a Raw show. Well, it's a I'm Raw just... house show. Yeah, but... The only person I understood okay. having a shirt up for that's not on the roster would be Cena. Okay. Because he's John Cena. I get okay. that. 100% I understand that. It's John Cena. I don't get it. I don't understand it. The only female merchandise that Mandy was really aggravated because she was wanted to get something for Bailey. She wanted to get something like a Bailey headband or something for her to wear. That's why she ended up with the Ambrose hat because it was on sale. But, like, nothing. And there was a lot of girls wearing Bailey girls that really wanted Bailey stuff. They couldn't buy anything at the stand. You're, you're losing money. You're losing money by not having more stuff for kids, especially at these kind of events. I don't get it. Uh-huh. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe like, they're trying something new out. I don't get it. And they're basically looking for feedback to see how things went. I, I mean, know. yeah, Sal, you're right. Bailey's hasn't written. I just remember, I look at my notes here. They were in the semi main event of the show. Semi main event. They were not even, there's no merchandise for them. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Don't understand it at all. But finally. World according to Vince. Finally, my little note here. And this is actually where we wanted to tell a quick story of what was going on here. So, after we had the um, debacle with the Revival Rude game match. The next match was Dana Brooke and Ronda Rousey. By the way, that was a disaster. By the way, I'd like to make a note. I'd like to make a note. Go ahead. I don't know what I did wrong in my life. I'm not sure what I did wrong. But I, I apologize for it because I never, ever, ever want to go to a wrestling show and ever see a match between the Ascension and Hawkins and Ryder ever again in my life. <laughs> I, I just thought I'd make a note of that. I don't know what I did wrong in my life to deserve that, but I got that. And that was terrible. <laughs> um, by the way, one more note. Lucha House Party? They yes. a fantastic house show attraction. Lucha, oh, my God. Lucha, Lucha. Boy, are they entertaining as hell. They are so entertaining. And the crowd, and that's and that's all they're good for. And they're entertaining, hey, and they're hey, fun, hey, hey. and they're really good wrestlers. And you know, if they actually took them a little more seriously on TV, like the New Day, they'd actually be really, really popular. And they actually would take it more seriously on TV because they were so good in the house show. It was amazing. 
So someone similar to uh, No Sway Jose? No, because No Sway Jose, nobody gives a shit about. Luke Thomas, people seem to care about. Okay, got it. <laughs> Just want to make sure. By the way, Elias, though, got one of the biggest pops of the night. And he actually sang a legit song. I don't know, I haven't written down what he sang, but it was actually really cool. He actually sings? He sang really well. So it actually was really well. It was wow. actually really cool. And then, he, and then the line of the night from he sang, Elias. Didn't he sing something from the Star is Born soundtrack? I think it was Shallow. I think it was Shallow. Yeah. He, he did shallow? He did shallow. It was who, really good. Who was his lady guy? I, I recognized it from the clip. He did it by himself. It Something. was actually really nice. Wow. It was really nice. But um, he did that, but then he did turn the crowd because he went and said that the Bucks are going to choke like the Brewers did. Ouch. Oh. <laughs> well, now now that you got the heat. That one now got booed. But now anyway, you got the heat. So anyway, but anyway, back to the end of the show. So we have that women, we have the women's match and we go to, we go to break. We come back from the intermission. And the next match is Natalia versus Tamina. I don't know why, but that's the next match. Now, the, there's a bunch <laughs> of teenagers behind me that spent the first half of the show preparing for Seth Rollins. Keep in mind, not advertised for this show. A bunch of kids behind me, really excited. We're going to see Seth Rollins. We're going to chance to play the Beast. We're going to They're so excited. I, I, I didn't want to break their little hearts and think whether they're going to be on this show. But at this point of the night, CJ's already gone. They're out the car. And I'm sitting there watching Dana Brooke versus Ronda. I just finished watching Dana Brooke versus Ronda Rousey, aggravated. And now watching Natalia and friggin' um, and and friggin' um, Tamina. And Nia Jax isn't even there. So Mandy was very happy that she didn't miss Nia Jax. By the way. <laughs> oh, there you go. Nia Jax wasn't even there. So it was just Tamina by herself, which is even worse. Burn it down. I'm gonna explain what happened now. So okay. Next. The Riot Squad came out with no Sarah Logan. No, there was no Logan one. There was just Liv Morgan and um, Ruby Riot. They come out and attack Natalia, and the Boston Connection come out to save them. And the crowd goes nuts because everyone wanted to see them. So that's great. That match is over. Before that match starts, though, this is during the um, Natalia um, Tamina match, which everyone was like, really? Uh-huh. The kids behind me are now getting really jacked up. Okay, cool. There's only one more match after the women's matches are over, and we'll, have to, we'll get to see Seth Rollins. We're getting to see Seth Rollins. I turned around. And I was honest. I was like, um, guys, I hate to disappoint you. Seth isn't here. And they're like, what do you mean? He's like, he's not advertised. And they already said the main event is going to be Braun and Baron. They're like, no, that's not true. He's going to be here. I'm like, okay. I just wanted to let you know. So I turn around. And I get, and I, and I, and I mark out for Bailey. Like, I was I wanted to do. And I go nuts. And I, I finally get to see Bailey first. First time I've ever seen Bailey person, so I go crazy and I'm having fun. And that match is over. And I put my jacket on because I'm like, I'm going to leave out. I'm going to leave once Baron and Braun come to the ring because I just want to go home. It's after ten at this point. <laughs> Baron and Bra- Baron, and they said the main event on the screen. Big big graphic. That was the same main event graphic we had at the NXT show. Okay. Main event on the screen, and then they don't know the qualification match, and Baron and Baron Corbin comes out. And by the way, he is the most hated man in the building, and that might be a good thing. I'm not 100 percent sure. And then Braun comes out, everyone does the Braun thing, and that's when I left. But as I was leaving, the teenagers that were behind me realized I was right. They look at me. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, he was right. This kid that looked like, ah, oh, shit, he was right. And they're all, like, disjected now because this Rollins isn't going to be here. Like, what the fuck? Come on! <laughs> so that's my house show experience. Please improve it. Because now I understand why house show business is so low. I get it. I get it why no one wants to go to house shows anymore because house shows suck right now. <laughs> it's the complete opposite of the NXT house show we went to. But that was so much better. Here's, a, here's the thing. You being a business person would think that you would have a plethora of merchandise out for your superstars whether plethora. they're performing or not so you can get sales. I, I, one would think. One would think. So that's, that was the house show experience. Let's wrap up the show because we do have to do something else after this. I am starting music on the background, Sal. What are we ending our show with? Uh, Mandy's newest boo. This is uh, Johnny Gargano's theme. Yeah, this is Rebel Heart. I do love this song. I, I love the song the minute he started using it. All right, that's our show. Sal, let's wrap things up. Go. For more information on our show, including where you can listen to our show, go to theblakeandstyleshow.com, our Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages, and leave a comment or a rating and review, and we will read it on the show. Um, our show is part of the Friends of the Way podcast network. You can hear me on Clark's Minute Beyond, um, 
I currently, we're actually taking a little breather so that I can concentrate on other things, but it's going to be months to the finish up this animated series. I just ran out of time on the schedule. A lot of things going on. So go over there and listen to that. We'll be finishing it up soon. Um, you're, like I said, I'll show you one. We discussed that last week, and that goes up every single Tuesday in this time slot. Next week, as I mentioned earlier, is our six-year anniversary party, and I, these two have no idea what hey. I have planned. These two have no idea what I have planned, and that's more fun that way. Lucha! 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 Let's take a note. I have another paper in front of me, because I didn't trust these two. And I'll explain that in our next show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? That all being said, Dad, say your thing. Hey, as always, it's been your pleasure, and please, no matter where you are, if you have a local independent wrestling organization, please go to their matches and watch these men and women do the craft, because down the road, they are looking to be the future WWE stars. So please go to these matches, show them love, buy merchandise, and basically thank them for all the hard work, and they will thank you back. All right. On that wonderful note. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Well, just we'll wait for surprises for our secure show. And uh, as always, please, it's been your pleasure. And there it is. have them safe. A wonderful day. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's better. That's better. All right. That being said, uh, let's, get, let's get out. Let's get out of here so we can get it in our next show. I'm Blake. I'm Sal. I'm Mark, and where's the bird? And you've been listening to the Blake and Sal show. Have a good day, everybody. See ya. so very much goodbye and good night